0: Co host Adrian.
1: You didn't clap. I
0: forgot to clap. You didn't
1: clap. <laughs> I'm Thomas. <laughs> I'm confused.
0: Uh, <laughs> Do we I all need are. to start over?
1: Nah, I'll be able to sync it up. It's alright.
0: <laughs> I was Maybe. like, oh yeah, I have to clap, not just talk. I saw your
1: hands didn't... go together, though. She put I her just... hands together. <laughs> it didn't make she a just noise. Didn't
0: clap like them. it didn't register at all.
1: <laughs> I can line it up. It's not a big deal. It shouldn't be that hard. I just, that, you had one job. Clap I, and start the show. I
0: have to clap and then talk, and I just went straight to talking.
1: <laughs> just like, my priorities are wrong. How much booze is in that, Delsum?
0: 10%. I haven't had any yet.
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: There's probably more than that in my gin and tonic, but, oh, you know.
1: Yeah, that's like 30%, depending on what you mixed it with. Tonic. Tonic. (laughs) It depends the volume of which you mixed it with. there you go. How much, what's your ratio of gin to tonic?
0: This one's a little strong because I was low on tonic. Okay. Okay. But I just poured this one.
1: All right, so we've got about 30 minutes before it hits her. No,
0: no, we're good.
1: What are we doing today? What are we talking about? We got the cambion. Mm. Cambion.
2: And I'm just going to, you know, just start here with this flavor text. They crawl from their mother's wombs to spread corruption throughout the multiverse. What's not to love?
1: Sounds like a billionaire's child.
0: I mean, a lot of things are not to love there, Uh but you know.
2: Crawling from their mother's womb. Tell us about this devil. right, This devil, Cambion, which is C-A-M-B-I-O-N, if that's not clear. Yeah, but, not can we...
0: like Cambrian. Not
2: Cambrian. <laughs> a ca- a Cambrian explosion is very different from a Cambrian explosion. <laughs> where can
1: we find this one?
2: <laughs> On page 36 of The Monster Manual.
1: I'm so proud you didn't look at the cover of the Shush. book. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It took everything you s- had. Like 17 episodes. Yeah.
2: Shush, 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 shush. All right, page thirty-six of the Monster Manual. He starts off our sea creatures, as in creatures that start with the letter C, not the ones that live in the sea.
1: Not even remotely close to the water on this one.
2: Mm-mm, mm-mm. So a cambion is the offspring of a fiend, usually a succubus or incubus, and a humanoid. Usually a human. Uh, Cambians inherit aspects of both parents, but their horns, leathery wings, and sinewy tails are har- hallmarks of being from humans. No, wait. Of their otherworldly parentage.
0: <laughs> we're going to ban you from reading.
2: <laughs> but I read so good. Oh, they were born to be bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who wrote okay, this paragraph? Okay, Monster Manual.
2: That's born to be Cambians grow into ruthless adults whose wickedness and perversions horrifies even the most devoted mortal parent. Even as a youth, a Cambian identifies its rightful place as an overlord of mortals. It might orchestrate uprisings in towns and cities, gathering gangs of humanoids and lesser devils to serve it.
0: All right, so it foments the revolution. Yes, but evil though sexual, probably <laughs> <Why is it laughs>
1: okay. sexual.
0: <laughs> i mean uh them.
1: offspring of succubus and incubus i mean that's that's their parents they don't have to mimic their parents dad that's your dream In inherent
2: <laughs> aspects
1: of both parents i think that's like of their devilish nature not of their kinkiness
2: I mean, you, succubus and humans offspring what you gonna get it gonna be horny <laughs> More ways than one. Well, yes. (laughs) Uh, Pawns of the Mighty, a cambion forced to serve its fiendish parent, does so out of admiration and dread. Same. (laughs) But also with the expectation that it will one day rise to a place of prominence. Cambions raised in the Nine Hells serve as soldiers, envoys, and personal attendants to greater devils. In the Abyss, a cambion carries only as much authority as it can muster through sheer strength and force of will. Spawn of grazits the Demon Lord Grazitz is fond of procreating with humanoids who have made pacts with fiends, and he has sired many Cambians who help him sow chaos across the multiverse. These Cambians are characterized by charcoal black skin, cloven hooves, six-fingered hands, and unearthly beauty. Cambion is a medium fiend, in the any evil alignment... He's got an armor class of 19, which is scale mail, hit points of 11d8 plus 33, a speed of 30 feet, and a flying speed of 60 feet. He has a strength of 18, a dex of 18, a con of 16, an intelligence of 14, a wisdom of 12, and a charisma of 16.
0: He's a bad boy. Like,
2: plus four, plus four, plus three, plus two, plus one, plus three.
1: No negatives.
0: He's a bad Not even a zero
2: in there. Mm -mm. (sighs) uh, Saving throws, he has a plus seven to strength, a plus six to con, a plus five to intelligence, and a plus six to charisma.
0: Dang.
2: Skills, he has a deception of plus six, a intimidation plus six, a perception of plus six, and a stealth of plus seven. He's resistant to cold, fire, lightning, poison, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical items. He has dark vision for sixty feet and passive perception of fourteen. He speaks abyssal, common, and infernal. He's a challenge level of five.
1: That's not bad. For that stat block, you better be. Right? Yeah,
2: I was thinking. He's
0: like resistant to like most of the damages. What is he not resistant to? Uh,
2: necrotic, 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 psychotic, psychic, radiant. I psychotic. guess. <laughs> I
0: guess like I guess radiant damage. Radiant. Yep. Uh, he's like resistant to everything, y'all. But from no, only from non-magical, I guess.
2: Uh, no, no. Uh, that would be so. He's resistant to cold, fire, lightning, poison. Semicolon. Bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical.
0: Okay, weapons. so if I've got a magic sword, I can hit him and he's not resistant. Okay.
2: Correct. Yes.
0: That was not clear in the way that you read it. My
2: bad. Semicolon and not a.
0: Why didn't you just say there. semicolon yep. out loud My in the bad. middle of your sentence? Come on.
1: That's yep. how we all read.
0: Read gooder. <laughs> I'll quit. <laughs>
2: Uh, his first ability is Fiendish Blessing. The AC of the Cambion includes its Charisma Bonus. You're gonna have to enlighten me on what that means.
1: Say it one more time.
2: The AC of the Cambion includes its Charisma Bonus.
1: Oh, so usually so, an armor class is your base 10 plus your armor plus your dexterity score modifier. His okay. is including his Charisma Bonus instead.
0: So is it instead of Dex or in addition to decks,
1: It depends how it's calculated. So they've got an AC of 19 Scale, scale Mail uh, It's dexterity is 14 and it's a wisdom is... It's 13. dexterity is 18. Sorry, the modifier is all that matters in this case. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, four. scale mail...
2: Oh. The
0: dex is plus 4. So it's 10 plus 4 plus whatever scale mail gives you. Well,
1: you're, 10 is just if you're not wearing armor. Otherwise, it's... So scale mail has a base of 14. So plus dexterity, be... usually. So it should be... Um, 18. But it's got...
0: Nineteen instead. Yeah, I don't understand.
1: I don't know either.
0: Some crazy math happening. Okay.
1: Either way, Go they got a high. Either scale. way,
0: it's still nineteen. They're hard to hit. Yeah,
1: yeah. very much so. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. So innate spellcasting. The cambion spellcasting ability is charisma with a DC of a spell save of DC fourteen. The cambion can innately cast the following spells without uh, material components. So three times a day, he can alter self, command, and detect magic. Okay. Um, and then once per day, he can plane shift, but only himself.
0: Okay, only himself.
2: Right. That's.
0: He can do command three times a day. All right.
2: Plus Alter Self, so that's... I mean,
0: that's one thing. Command command. you can use some, <laughs> from some bad, though.
1: Right. Yeah. All right. If you have allies, Ouch. you can do some... Pre- well... Okay, carry on. Sorry, go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You'll a- tell us in the Actions.
2: Uh, he can multi-attack. The Cambion makes two melee attacks or uses his fire ray twice. Uh, he has a spear, which is a melee or ranged weapon attack with a plus seven to hit, a reach of five feet or a range of twenty sixty feet uh, for one target. On a hit, he does 1d6 plus 4 piercing damage, or 1d8 plus 4 piercing damage if used with two hands to make a melee attack, and then an additional 1d6 of fire damage.
0: Alright. His he hit.
2: fire ray uh, is a ranged spell attack plus 7 to hit, a range of 120 feet for one target. On a hit, it does 3d6 fire damage. That's some range there, though. Yeah. Yeah. 120 feet. That's the range Um, of Eldritch Blast. And then he has Fiendish Charm. One humanoid the cambion can see within 30 feet of it must succeed on a DC 14 wisdom saving throw or be magically charmed for a day. The Charm Target obeys the Cambion's spoken commands. If the Target suffers any harm from the Cambion or another creature, or receives a suicidal command from the Cambion, the Target can repeat the saving throw, ending the effect on itself on a success. If a Target's saving throw is successful, or if the effect ends for it, the creature is immune to the Cambion's fiendish charm for the next 24 hours. He'll put a
1: spell on you! Yes, he will. Or, yeah, he... That's real messed up. Yee. What I don't like is that if they receive a suicidal command, they can attempt the save. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. uh, If the target saving throw is successful, (laughs) it ends. If the creature is immune to the So, if it doesn't end, it has to complete the suicidal command. That is not common in some of these charm spells. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's pretty brutal.
1: That's fucked up. I guess that's why it's fiendish charm and not just charm.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: Right. Don't I mention that don't he is alone wisdom any, in any
1: evil alignment? Yes. So,
2: so he comes in flavors.
1: What description would you like? How would you describe this creature? What's it look like?
2: Uh, I would say.
0: I mean, picture like a traditional like uh, devil, like red skin, red wings, and a tail, and a tail. But
2: then, like everything else, is humanoid. Yeah. And he's got like a sneer on his face. Sneer,
0: some scale mail. Boots. Yeah, it's just like a little red devil situation going on, but no horns. He no,
2: nope, horn. he's got little nubbins. Oh,
0: he does have little he horn little nubbins. 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 He does have horns, I okay, take it Okay, so that. he is
1: horny. Got it. Okay. Just,
0: just yes. imagine like a little devilish man, and he's a devilish man with red wings.
1: Yes. Okay, so... Tactics wise, I feel like this guy has so many options up his sleeve because he's he's meant for the way I kind of read the stat block is he's meant more for like charisma based stuff or for like roguish type shit. Like sneaking in, Mm -hmm. having a conversation, convincing you otherwise. Like it has pretty good deception and intimidation skills for an NPC. Mm -hmm. I don't see it willingly jumping into fights that quickly And if it does, it has the ability to fly 60 feet per round. It can move wherever it wants to. It can go 30 feet up, hit you, and go 30 feet up again and not have any issue with that. Yeah, it seems like it would
2: also lend itself to having minions.
0: Yeah, that seems more like a leader, man.
1: Yeah, this would be kind of a... Depending on how high you're taking your campaign, this would probably be a mid-tier boss. (laughs) Like, this is a fiend that has some players in the game but it's not highest level it's just kind of like maybe it's stationed in the town where you're at and it's just trying to keep itself kind of hidden in most cases um it has alter self but it doesn't have disguise self so three times per day each you can use alter self to hide its identity i believe alter self lasts a while sky self only lasts an hour alter self i believe is up to one hour so they're both an hour each so with that i can see it kind of putting itself into positions to be secretive and not know who it is because you can change your appearance with alter self including your height and everything number of appendages but it does require
2: concentration so
1: yeah uh, it would require concentration (laughs) so you could do that you could also get claws though and that's another thing um, I would say... like It clearly has the ability to do fire damage. Because that spear is a normal item. It's not a magical spear. So I would say anytime it makes an attack... It should do an extra fire damage to it. Regardless of what weapon it's carrying. Um, mm. i That's a lot that it can do. Like 3d6 fire damage twice in a turn... Is pretty hard. But I would see it falling back a lot of the time. Like this to me would be a good persuasive boss to have like a middle thing to fuck with the party like its job would be to sit in the town and like run a shop or send the party out on a mission to do something and instead of it fighting you it just enlists a bunch of its fiendish minions to try to take you out and it doesn't get its hands dirty if it does it's gonna stay in the air away from the barbarian that's for sure so it can't be Mm -hmm. attacked um it does
0: he got an ac of 19 though
1: he's hard to hit yeah i would say using command would be a really messed up thing too because you can think of this as a kind of mean thing. does your paladin have command not yet not yet um but command can be said to grovel one word commands flee grovel drop whatever Mm. if you tell them to flee they run right yep That provokes an attack of opportunity. So you as a player could just swing and hit him with a reaction right there. So that's one way to get an attack on him. Alternatively, let's say you as a player are or this guy himself is there and he has like two little allies next to him. As long as those allies turns are before his when the spell ends, then you get prone or drop prone actions, which is advantage on attacks for those who are within five feet of it. So your enemies could just like kick them in the ribs while they're down. Like it's it's kind of a messed up spell if you use it correctly. I have never had any luck with the command spell.
2: I was gonna say, would he would he be able to if these minions attacked before him? Would he just be able to tell them to attack
1: again and basically give them another attack round? He can't give them another attack round because they're stuck on initiative. So their right. initiative yeah, order they can would still fall.
0: only act on
1: their initiative. Yeah. Gotcha. Now you can hold a turn. So they could hold their initiative until you as the DM could have that worked out as their skills of just hold the initiative until, or hold an action is what it's called now. Uh, I don't think hold initiative is in 5th edition anymore, but hold your attack mm-hmm. uh, until somebody is groveling just, on the ground, right? Yeah, um,
0: until you receive the, com- yeah. the, until someone is prone in front of you and then you yeah. get an advantage.
1: Exactly. Um, one of the things this fiendish charm is, is you just have to see them. You don't technically have to uh, say anything to them. So you could kind of do this as like a shop owner of like convincing people to be charmed during the day, right? And it looks mm-hmm. like they have a limited use of this. It's just
2: an action. Yeah. It's yeah. just an action.
1: Yeah. So they can just yeah. do it all they want. and Yeah there's ability where they're going to they're intelligent enough not to like fuck around and like charm like clearly the uh it's a wisdom save so clearly the wisest cleric or druid or whatever but they'll probably charm the barbarian for sure and be like kill these guys i'm not dealing with them and that would be for me a perfect distraction for them to be like kill them and run away that's where you take your 60 feet of movement double that to 120 and haul ass out of the encounter until you can disguise yourself as something else. disguise or Alter self does not change your clothes. It only alters your physical shape. So they'd still be dressed mm. exactly as they were. Maybe they always have a backpack of spare clothes to incur, increase their disguise ability. Uh, and right. even then, if it gets worse situation, like once you probably about third their HP again, for sure they're just going to be like, I'm out, and just plain shift out. Yep. They're not sticking around for that. Um, nope. I wouldn't. That's for sure. Um, they are going to be very difficult to deal with because with those damage resistances, they're, I wouldn't see them shying away from a combat fight. Like, they know that they're okay, especially on lower level party members. This would be a good boss for mm-hmm. a low level party. Fourth right. level, third or fourth level, where, where the minions aren't hard when you take care of them separately, but when you get to him, this is the challenge. And then this is where you would have this guy teleport away or fly away really quickly and report to his boss. And then this would trigger more problems for the party down the road.
2: Right, because he can plane shift once per day, too.
1: Yes, yeah. once per day he Yeah, can just bounce.
0: So when it uh, says bludgeoning piercing slashing from non-magical attacks so that means like if I've got like a plus one magic sword
1: mm-hmm. I can
0: hit that he doesn't have the resistance Correct. but if I've got a regular standard sword
1: yeah, not going to He's either. got that
0: resistance.
1: And I could see him being selective of attacking that. Like, you could probably easily spot a magic weapon with a perception check. Like, they don't rust. They look very nice and pretty. They're probably well made. Mm-hmm. That would be something the players, the, the monster, wouldn't really fly in and actively take hits from that person. They're going to go like, to the that, person.
0: That can actually hit me versus yeah. this dude. This got a idiot over here. Sword.
1: Yeah, basic bitch sword going for you first and start <laughs> taking those people out. There's a lot of ways to play it, whether that's kind of the stealthy version or not. Um, I would say that they have some magical fire damage to them. Obviously, for their fire ray, they could mm-hmm. definitely deal out some damage to that, and maybe stack it up more if they if you want them to be a harder challenge for your party. But there's there's too many options for these guys to really just be locked into one type of scenario. They can be yeah. walking yeah. around as a humanoid and, in a village, and to waste to
2: them on like a single combat.
1: They're, they're too intelligent for that. They're definitely going to run and report to somebody or go somewhere else and plot higher, further ahead. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They'll, they'll be a minion later on for the big man.
1: For sure, they're, if they're not a minion already. And they're reporting back to them to say, hey, this group of adventurers is causing us problems. They're going to thwart <laughs> our plans. We should handle them now. And so mm-hmm. I like that as an idea of leaving something to kind of come back and kick these party members asses on um (laughs) this kind of reminds me of there's there's a critical role plot where there's this character or this npc called a rakshasa which is a it's either a fiend or a demon i don't remember which one it is devil but it's a it's a humanoid tiger but its hands are backwards (laughs) uh but it's also a spellcaster, and anything i think it's fifth or sixth level spells below just don't affect it whatsoever. Wow. It just ignores them. But it is also essentially immortal. If you kill it on the material plane, it goes back to the nine hells and then has Mm. to work its way back up out of the nine hells to find you. Which, if you had to leave the nine hells, you'd be pretty bitter at the person who killed you. And so that's a good way if you kill them, they're coming back to fuck you over later. The only way to end the cycle is to go to the Nine Hells and kill them in their prison there.
0: In the Nine Hells. That's fun. So this yeah. seems
1: like a creature that would constantly haunt the party of, like, it's not dumb enough to get caught. I would say, for me, as a good, uh, I'm not saying I'm a good storyteller, but as a good storyline would be, this guy constantly escapes. It's not until you're high enough level that you can counterspell their plane shift or bind them mm-hmm. with... Um, the spell that knocks creatures out of the air that you're able to really like fight this person there and it's gonna feel good when the party finally gets them especially if they've been causing trouble for a while maybe they find a note with this person's signature on it saying like i've been doing this stuff all along kill the party they know what they did this is a good character to build a plot around versus building a big combat encounter around build a plot and run them through it multiple times
0: it
2: looks like cambions blasting off again pretty much yeah no this
0: this dude sounds like he would be—he could be a super fun device yeah. for a DM.
1: I can see this guy flying up two hundred something feet and then plane shifting out of existence just to be safe. Yeah, because plane shift I think is an action, uh, one action. Yep. So all they have to do is just fly up and plane shift out. Alrighty. So what magic item do we have today?
0: Today I have brought you the boots of striding and springing. And I brought these because my personal character right now just got them from the the benevolence of our DM, and they're super useful. So I wanted to share them.
2: You mean your slow dwarf guy? Yes,
0: I have a slow. I have a dwarf paladin. If anybody plays a dwarf, they know they only have a movement of twenty five feet. And when you're trying to play a paladin who's the tank and needs to get up in the fight, and you've got a much slower movement than everyone else in your party, it's kind of a problem. Um. So, the boots of striding swinging of Springing? Springing, not swinging. I uh, can't talk either. While you wear these boots, your walking speed becomes 30 feet unless your walking speed is higher. So, if you play a short character and your speed is only 25 feet, these boots give you 30 feet. That's the big thing that they do. Seems like a small thing. Extremely useful in actual gameplay.
1: Yes, that means you got in a dash action or something like that you have 10 extra feet on the map every time
0: so if you are wearing heavy armor or something else that would encumber your speed you are no longer encumbered and in addition you can jump three times the normal distance though you can't jump farther than your remaining movement would allow so what is normal jump is it your distance, or, like, what is jump? How do you calculate jump?
1: So there are multiple ways of jumping. There's, like, long jump and high jump in D&D. So okay. if you're high jumping, you're... Gonna, gonna, gonna sneak a tip in here. Oh, here's your tip. Here we go, just the tip again. We, we always just, do just, this. Just sneak that tip. Here right? we go, jumping. It's tip now. All right, so we're... Because we didn't have one planned, guys, because we're professional. So there is high jump... What are you talking about? and long jump right so long jump is when you make a long jump you cover a number of feet equal to your strength score not modifier score if you move at least 10 feet on the foot immediately before jumping when you take a, a
0: running start
1: in most cases yes when you make a standing long jump you leave only half the distance Either way, okay. each foot you clear costs one foot of movement, so it's one to one regardless. But if you have a score of eighteen, you can jump eighteen feet with a ten foot starting position, which is a lot. That's
0: pretty good,
1: but that's eight pretty good. That's not bad. Score of twenty, you're fucking sailing. Um, so that, well, a- but
2: score of twenty and a score of twenty, if if you're if you have to have that ten foot lead up to it, and you're movement is only 25 you can't get that whole thing in there
1: it costs yeah you'd only be able to drop to the 25 there so yeah there it does count as one foot of movement of your movement for it unless you're dashing right so the rule assumes that the height of your jump doesn't matter such as the jump across a stream or chasm If at your DM's option, you must succeed a DC 10 strength athletics check to clear a low obstacle, no taller than a quarter of the jump distance, such as a hedge or low wall. Otherwise you hit it. Uh, When you land in difficult terrain, you must succeed on a DC 10 dexterity acrobatics check to land on Mm. your feet. Otherwise you land prone. So this is, if you're just jumping something, it's fine. As long as it's not sticking up, you pretty much are guaranteed to make that. But if something is in the way, you have to make a save on it. And it would be a harder save as the height of that increases. Can you, like, jump over something at, like, a parabolic really high-ass curve? No, not possible. You'd have to climb it first and then jump. Um, When it comes to a high jump, uh, you leap into the air a number of feet equal to three plus your score modifier of strength. So if you have a plus three, you can jump six feet in the air. As long as you move at least 10 feet on foot immediately before the jump. When you make a standing high jump, you can only jump half that distance. Either way, each foot you clear of the jump costs a one movement of one foot of movement. In some circumstances, your GM might allow you to make strength athletic shifts to jump higher than you normally can. I usually do that just because if you score really well, you're doing well. You can extend your arms mm-hmm. half your height above yourself during the jump. Thus, you can reach up above your distance equal to the height of the jump plus two, one and a half times your height for math, if you want to do that. Uh, But, so, for example, feet equal to three, so let's say you've got a two-score strength modifier. If you're running, doing a high jump, you can jump up five feet. Otherwise, you can only jump two and a half feet up from a standing position. Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, that's what we're all here for, right, is the
1: math. Yeah. Math, we love math. D&D is just a 30% math. Yeah.
0: So let's say I have a strength of 16, with a running start, in theory, I could jump 16 feet, but with these boots, I get triple that. So I, now I get 48 jump. Feet. Holy
1: shit. Yes. If it triples <laughs> your jumping distance.
0: That's what it says. You jump three times the normal distance, but you can't jump farther than your normal movement would allow. So does that mean it's still only 30, I guess?
1: Unless you dash.
0: So, oh, that's true. So if I dash, that gives me 60 feet. I do my 10 feet running start. I can jump that full 48 fucking yeah. feet. I can jump so far with so- these boots, guys. Which it hasn't come up. It Yeah, it hasn't come but you up. She
2: will come up when you when it
1: does. But, the,
0: but just having thirty feet of movement has come up a lot. Yes.
1: Because <laughs> the now you shouldn't get a five. But it's yeah,
2: helpful, but...
1: you can jump, or you could just use your dash action and go sixty feet. Like it's still, it's it's one way or another, right? You're gonna jump, or you're gonna like. It would be cooler if you jumped. If every for if I was given these boots, every encounter would start with me running 10 feet and jumping into combat. <laughs> there is no other way okay. around it. I would be uh-huh. like, the DM has blessed me with these shoes. I must ruin people's day. And it would Yeah, be- I really haven't well, taken
0: only advantage of there. the jumping part. I've really just been like, oh, I can move five more feet and I can actually get in position with the rest of my party instead of being five foot behind, which is not yeah. ideal for the... The AC tank to be yeah. behind everybody. Yeah, the
2: only problem with using your whole dash to do that is then you are in the middle of this combat
1: and do not have an attack that you You're
0: can use. You're the AC tank, Yeah, bitch. she's got AC. Matter.
1: She's ready. Okay. She's supposed to be there.
0: Okay. That's what I'm here for. I'm the paladin, baby.
1: Okay. Yep. You're my paladin,
0: baby. <laughs> okay.
1: I'm leaving this
2: call.
1: <laughs> uh- <laughs>
2: All
1: (laughs) All righty, so so I like that. That's a tip and a magic item. Does it give you any other bonuses?
0: Nope. You get to move 30 feet. You get to jump three times the distance, and if you're encumbered by your armor or the amount of shit you're carrying, your speed isn't reduced.
1: Hell yeah, does that say...
0: Which also hasn't come up, so...
1: Does it say long jump and high jump? You get three times? It does
0: not say. It just says you can jump three times the normal distance. That's
1: I would roll. It applies to both. Yeah. So you. Should. Yeah,
0: I didn't even know there were two <laughs> types of jump because this doesn't say any of that.
1: What's so. your um? What's your strength score? Sixteen.
0: Uh sixteen.
1: So you have a plus three. So you could yep. jump eighteen feet high with those boots.
0: I mean, I hadn't tried. For my short dwarf, that could be useful. That is, remember that.
2: Wild. You should just do it. Just do it to take your party off guard at some point. You're like,
0: oh, hey, look what I found out! Boing. Yeah. I mean, they know I have the boots. They gave me the boots.
1: Yeah. Just remember but, that um, if you don't land on something, for every ten feet you take one d six of damage falling. <sighs> right. <laughs> yeah. Careful.
0: Also, tip for benevolent DMs: if you've got that one slow, short character. Give them these boots. Help them out. Help it's them out. it's it's wildly. It feels so restrictive. Only having that twenty five feet of movement when you're a dwarf or a gnome or what a, as a halfling, also a short twenty five.
1: Yeah. Well, it yeah, it well.
0: feels so restrictive. Just just give them the boots at some point for a nice reward. It feels so good.
2: Or give them the option to buy it. Yeah, that's true. Make yeah. them work for it.
0: I think I I think we actually did buy it. I don't actually remember how I got them. <laughs> I was just excited to not be so much slower than everyone else.
1: Yeah, it's always awkward when you're playing in like a party of wood elves or something that have like a 35 base speed, and you're just like, I am the slowest person here. Which is
0: half of my party is wood elves.
1: (laughs) Oh god, I'm uh, I'm a halfling in our game, and I am slow as well. But I have... A halfling rogue? A halfling rogue.
0: That's fine.
1: That's the good combo, they have the dex modifier bonus. Mm-hmm. But they get, um, but I get a, what's it called, cunning action, which means as a bonus action I can dash. Yeah. So if I were to dash, bonus action, dash, and use my regular movement, I get 75 feet per turn.
0: It's a pretty good movement. Yeah. That'll do,
1: Halfling. That'll yeah. do, Halfling. My, pa-
0: my paladin doesn't get
1: that. No, nope. <laughs> you get 60 and you're rogues. happy with Fucking it. Fucking rogues. Fucking rogues, yeah. All right, any other things to pitch? Any book series you want to recommend? Ooh. Oh, the books!
2: Yeah, you got to check out. and This is what I'm reading. Actually, we're both reading right now. Will White's Cradle series, um, book eleven will drop here. I That's mean, sweet. it's by the time this uh, by the time this podcast drops, it, it's been out for a month. But it'll um, be out
1: for like two weeks. Right. right, we're
0: recording these early.
2: Yep, yep. But the Cradle series, starting with Unsold by Will White. Fantastic book, a uh, uh, book series, a really interesting uh, magic system that I hadn't come across before. It's all uh, uh, kind of a fighting based magic system. It's yes. Interesting,
0: but it, I love it because you almost you like meditate to build power in it, which is a really interesting thing. I find as you meditate, you build power, and that's that's an interesting thing. I don't think I've seen anywhere. There's else. No, no
1: like moment where they're like, I'm training, and they're punching, like, a tree and shit. It's just like, I'm training, and they're sitting on a rock. They do that, too. They do
0: that, too, but they also, like, I'm training, I'm just sitting here in a cave, cycling my power.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So,
0: it's it's very fun. The first one, I think the main character sucks, but he gets better. (laughs) Uh... As a person who who couldn't get the first book, I do recommend the series once you get through the first few books,, it's yeah. so
1: I feel tragic. like we should preface why we're recommending books, and that is plots for your own d and d games,,
0: yes, well, yeah. and yeah. character inspirations,
1: yes, for sure. Always go yeah. around that, whether you're changing your own magic system or just looking for a plot to throw into <laughs> your
2: game. And by preface, you mean we're going to wait till we've made multiple book recommendations and be like, oh, yeah, hey, we had a reason for this. Is we just this didn't discuss the
1: second one that we we're referencing. So, yeah, it's, it's all right. You've only had like two weeks to wait for us to explain why we're making book recommendations. So you're good. Total sense. I mean yeah.
0: we're making book recommendations because you said anything to plug and Thomas says I like books and recommended know. a book.
1: Yeah. So we got here it. I am. Doing what I can. And hey it,
0: they do that on they do that on NADPOD, so we can do it too.
1: We can. We can do whatever we want, truly.
0: Yeah.
2: Totally better than NADPod, right?
0: We're not better than NadPod. No, Nad Pod is the
1: fucking best. We, we don't Just. have a life play, so we're not NadPod, that's for sure. We're not even comparable.
0: Not even comparable. <laughs>
1: but we're trying our best. So, yes. With that, <laughs> let's say goodbye. i am going to plug the, the
2: the the socials. Oh yeah, check yes. us
1: out on our social at Sweet Tea and DND on Twitter and Instagram. Our Facebook page is dead. Don't go there. Uh, you can I'm also, Facebook page, if you yes. Google us, no one's there. you can find our website, just type in ACAST and you'll get all of the information. That's where you can easily find all of our resources, which is the description of the episodes, as well as links to the creator of the music, the creator of our art, as well as where you can find all of these monsters or items in the book.
0: Yes. And I don't think we've plugged our art in a while. Our art is by Jesse Graphite.
1: Graphite who, the who Dragon.
0: Gaffite the dragon, sorry, yeah. who happens to be Thomas's sister? Just <laughs>
1: happens to be. She's
0: very talented. Check yes. out her work.
2: That's that cover art you see.
1: You yep. can uh, through our website link or through our description on the podcast that you're watching, wherever you're listening to it. You can also access the link. <laughs> They're not watching it. You shouldn't They're be watching, watching it. it. If you are, <laughs> not it. I'm guys. barely certain that just means you're staring at a wall and vividly hallucinating. <laughs> um, which... <laughs> oh, that's better than you know. <laughs> sneaking our 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 stream our, actual our video stream. <laughs> That's even creepier. So, yes. yeah. Um with that, you guys ready to say goodbye? Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.